It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Subscribe to AstroCast. Joined by Justin Verlander, Lance McCullough, Michael Brantley. Tons of interviews. Alex Bregman, Carlos Correa. Follow your favorite team. We definitely love playing in front of our fans in Minute Maid. For the H. <laughs> AstroCast is poured for you by Carbach Brewing. Greetings from Minute Maid Park, where today the Astros wrap up a 10-game homestand with the finale of a four-game series against the Texas Rangers. Astros have won the first three games of this series, including a 6-5 to victory yesterday. Kyle Tucker and Carlos Correa each with two hits, each hit two-run home runs. Correa also had a double as the Astros with a season-high five-game win streak. They've gone seven and two so far on this homestand. Rangers, meanwhile, have lost five in a row. Astros 23 and 17, second in the AL West, a half game behind Oakland, while the Rangers are fourth in the AL West, six games behind the A's with a record of 18 and 23. And once again, we're joined by former Astros pitcher Shane Reynolds. And Shane, it's a pretty good pitching matchup today. Let's start with Lance McCullers Jr. coming off a great game his last time out against the Angels when she gave up just a run over eight innings. Looking for good stuff from Lance. He's getting back in the groove, uh, you know, getting back to himself. He had a season high uh, tying nine strikeouts last start, and he's looking to become the, the first Astros four-game winner. So, I mean, it looks like he is back to his old self, and it looks like there should be a really good uh, pitching matchup today. Kyle Gibson on the mound for the Rangers, their opening day starter. He was brutal on opening day, only got one out, but quality starts in his seven-game starts since then has pitched very well. Yeah, so true. Lately, he's done real well. You know, he's a veteran right-hander, and he's – you know, he's, he's gone 3-0 and in his last, uh, I think, uh, seven starts, and he's got uh, a run of seven straight quality starts. So, again, looking at these two guys, uh, veteran guys on paper, should be set up for a really good matchup today. All right, we'll be back with more of Astro Launch right after this. The Astros Foundation is the official nonprofit team charity of the Houston Astros. We seek to harness the passion of our fans throughout our great city and beyond to support youth sports and education programs, the recognition and honor of our nation's military, childhood cancer, and domestic violence awareness, and efforts to reduce homelessness. Our initiatives include the Community Leaders Program, Astros MLB Youth Academy, and reviving baseball in inner cities through our Astros RBI program. Visit astros.com foundation to learn more. The Astros Foundation, a true MVP of the Houston Astros. Well, the Astros have Michael Brantley in the DH spot today, Shane. Uh, Jordan Alvarez getting the day off. Dusty Baker had thought about putting him in the outfield, but just decided to, to get him off his feet. And, uh, you know, the DH spot, it would be so huge if Alvarez is able to play some outfield, which hopefully will be the case as the season progresses, because you can rotate guys through that DH spot. Yes, no, definitely. That's that's big for your club. Guys got to realize that they had to take days off for their bodies so that they can be good towards the end of the season when you need them to be. But having those guys be able to intertwine and, and be able to DH and play, just like yesterday we talked about having a great bench and those guys being able to give those starters a day off, it's so important to have that. All right, we'll be back after this with Astros General Manager James Click. But now this from your local station. AstroCast is poured for you by Carbach Brewing. Get highlights, interviews, the latest news surrounding MLB, and your Astros. 
Brought to you by Carbock Brewing. Looking up. See you later. Into the Landry's Crawford boxes. Subscribe to Astrocast. Expecting a great season with this Astros team. The official podcast of the Houston Astros. It's going to be a lot of fun the whole way. Welcome back. Astros getting set to take on the Texas Rangers. And Robert Ford, pleased to be joined by Astros General Manager James Click, as we are every Sunday. Uh, well, not surprising today, but certainly discouraging news with Jose Urquidy going on the injured list. Uh, the shoulder injury, of course, he came out of his start on Wednesday in the fourth inning uh, with that, that shoulder issue. And the good news is that the MRI that he took the next day, came out pretty clean, but uh, obviously going to have to miss a, a minimum 10 days. What's the, the hope for him? Yeah, I mean, there's good news, bad news. Uh, structurally, everything looks really good. Uh, this is a, a muscular uh, issue and, and not uh, doesn't involve any of the uh, underlying structures of the shoulder. So that's obviously really good news. Um, we are able to retroactively place him on the IL back a few days. Um, so it's it's even just seven days from now is the first date that he would be uh, eligible to come off. So we're going to get him thrown again uh, this week uh, just as soon as he feels like he's up for it and, and kind of go from there. And, and I know that, you know, all of us, myself included, really want these diagnoses to be immediate and accurate. But a, a lot of times what happens is we have to kind of wait until the body reacts, see how the body heals, uh, see how it, things calm down and, and that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, overall, it, whenever a guy comes out of the game, you're, you're really worried for the worst. And this is not uh, one of those situations. And have an off day tomorrow so that helps so you can go with four starters through this next turn but uh you, you would need a a fifth starter again coming up this weekend when the astros are in arlington i believe saturday would be the first day you'd need a a fifth starter i'd imagine you have a few few candidates in mind for for that game potentially yeah there because of the off days uh not just on monday uh tomorrow but then next week we have an off day on monday and then again on thursday so there are uh, a lot of different ways that we can go with this uh we, we will wait to see how things go in Oakland, uh, what shape the bullpen is in. We've got some guys out there that can give us length, so there may be opportunities to, to even do a bullpen day. Um, we may drop a fifth starter in if we decide to go that route, maybe even a little earlier just to give guys an extra day of rest because we are coming out of uh, 26 games in 27 days today, and we want to make sure that you know as we continue to, to monitor workload that we give guys a chance to get that extra day when we can. Jordan Alvarez, uh, not in the lineup today. Of course, he's been a DH exclusively. Dusty Baker mentioning that he had thought about putting Alvarez in the outfield today and DHing Brantley, but I mentioned some some leg soreness with Alvarez, so decided not to not to put him in the in the outfield. Uh, obviously, would like to see him get in the outfield and not just be a DH at this point. How is Alvarez doing? He's doing fine, honestly. Uh, Dusty has done a really good job of working with our strength guys and our trainers uh, on getting guys days off when, when it's appropriate. And again, you know, 26 games in 27 days, this is something we need to keep an eye on. Uh, I don't ever want to use the word load management because people don't seem to like that, that <laughs> term. Um, but we do need to make sure that, that we give guys days off when, when appropriate. Uh, Jordan, it was just, yeah, it was just honestly just kind of tired legs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to be honest, like he's been doing so much running on the bases uh, that, uh, you know, it can kind of add up a little bit. So the priority is keeping the bat in the lineup. Um, obviously, he's out today just to, to get that day off. And then with the off day tomorrow, you know, it gives him a chance to get almost 72 hours uh, off his feet, which is a, a huge benefit uh, anytime you can do that. 
Well, we mentioned Urquidy going on the injury list. Have to mention Anoli Paredes coming back. And just looking at the numbers, it looked like he did pretty well in his rehab appearances with Corpus Christi and got him a, a back-to-back outing, too, which I know is important for, for a guy out of the bullpen. Yeah, that was kind of the last gate that we had to get through in order to uh, make sure that he's up here and that we don't have any restrictions on him when he's here. Because when guys come back, obviously, A, we want to make sure they're fully healthy. But B, we don't want to have to baby them uh, when, when they're up here because the priority here is winning games and, and we've got to get guys in there when the situation dictates. So uh, that was it was good to see. The results were, were excellent in the box score. Um, you know, the reports were, were pretty good as well. So hopefully that's behind him and, and he can come out and we can all eat some cannolis. <laughs> Speaking of the bullpen, you know, Brian Abreu, uh, has has gotten better and better as the year has gone on. He uh, went two innings yesterday, and it seemed like at the start of this year, because he was kind of built up and has started in the past, the thought was maybe he'd be more of a long guy. And I mean, he did go two innings yesterday, but uh, lately it's been more one inning stints. It seems like that that role suits him well, at least for the time being. Yeah, certainly. And this stuff is ticked up, uh, and, and that has been been the, one of the more impressive things. Uh, we need to work on the command, um, which you know sometimes is there and sometimes uh, comes and goes a little bit. But um, you know, he is. He's taken some tremendous strides forward. The the length versus the short inning role is dictated both by what the needs are in the bullpen. And then also, for better or worse, we've had some starters go fairly deep in some games recently. So there haven't been quite as many of those, you know, three inning uh, uh, stints available. And so, you know, he certainly has the ability to help us out in the in the short stints, but also maybe stretching them out into a, a two inning guy, three inning guy uh, could be a very, very useful weapon in that in that stance as well. You have a couple of starting pitchers uh, starting minor league games for Sugarland. Uh, Framber Valdez slated to go about three innings today for Sugarland and Round Rock, and then uh, Jake Odorizzi tomorrow. Uh, you know, starting with with with, with Framber, you guys have have uh, any kind of plan mapped out? I mean, obviously it could always change, but an idea of how many rehab starts he might need. Yeah, well, we always have a plan, but the the thing about Framber's plan is that we've torn it up um, about a dozen times, so because he just keeps. Uh, doing more than we expected, uh, to, to be honest, uh, and ability to handle workload and, and heal faster than, than the doctors or the trainers expected. And so, yes, we have a plan, uh, you know, but for right now, it's, it's three innings today. Hopefully we don't get rained out. Just see how that goes. And then, and then we kind of see how things are at that point. But uh, if there's anything we've learned about Fromber in the last couple months is that he, he will blow the doors off of whatever plan you put in front of him. Meanwhile, with Odorizzi, what's the plan for him and his start tomorrow uh, in terms of how long you hope he can go? And I know before you were talking maybe a couple of rehab starts for him. Yeah, it's honestly, it's very similar. Um, so the, the two of them, uh, you know, can kind of go back to back down there. Uh, they're going to be on a very similar schedule and we will continue to work with the two of them. But at the same time, we don't want to fall into the trap of assuming that, you know, because one of them is ready, the other one's ready because they happen to just be start to start with each other. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on both of them. Hopefully it's, it's a short term rehab thing for the both of them. But the priority right now is getting them built up. Robert Ford joined once again by Astros general manager James Click. I want to ask you about something, a report that The Athletic had about uh, the minor league side. Uh, Astros uh, furnished apartments for all minor leaguers uh, throughout, the, throughout the system, of course, for uh, full season affiliates. A lot of people may not realize, you know, a lot of minor leaguers, especially at the lower levels, will stay with host families. That's not allowed this year because of the restrictions due to the pandemic. Uh, what made you guys take this step? I mean, because usually guys are kind of on their own when it comes to, to finding housing. Well, this was very much um, 
related to the unprecedented nature of, of COVID and the, and the minor league season this year. We didn't we didn't have a minor league season last year. A lot of these kids haven't played competitive baseball in 18, 19, 20 months. And we placed a high value on not having disruptions to the season, uh, making sure that these guys get as many plate appearances, as many innings as possible. And with the new restrictions, you mentioned no more host families. Uh, there are also pods in the minor leagues where guys are not allowed to you know, interact with, with groups larger than certain amounts, and they have designated guys. And that the idea there is if there is an outbreak, it can be contained to a, a small group. But ultimately, this was a, a response to to COVID and trying to keep our players as safe as possible. It's it's not any different than mask wearing or PPE or contact tracing or vaccinations. And that's something that, you know, we're we're taking this step for our players to make sure that they're safe. We expect them and we need them to reciprocate and do all the things that that they need to do to stay safe as well. So this may, this isn't necessarily something that, that could potentially be a long-term thing. It's more just a response to what's going on right now. At least for right now, it's just a response to what's going on right now. But that said, you know there are things in the minor leagues that we take a lot of pride in doing well for our players. So you can see this also as an extension of a lot of the efforts that we put in place as far as, far as nutrition lately. Uh, you know, making sure that our players aren't eating the same spreads that you might have seen you know 10, 15 years ago when you know guys would walk out and there'd be peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and, and cheesy poofs. So we're, we're, we're doing what we can to develop our athletes and give our players what they need in order to, to succeed and, and, and achieve their dream of, of making the major leagues. Some of that is nutrition. Some of that is, is improved travel. And some of it is, is this kind of housing uh, that allows them you know, better sleep. Um, just the other day, I was, I was talking to a player on the major league team who was talking to a friend who sent him a picture of, of eight guys on air mattresses in, in a basement in, in one, uh, uh, one place in their minor league affiliate. And, you know, if, if you think about it, you know, why we're asking those guys to do that uh, while training to be the major leagues, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But that said, you know, obviously we do need to keep an eye on, on the bottom line and just make sure that, that we're doing right by the organization as well. Pedro Leon hit his first home run Friday with Corpus Christi. You know, looking at the numbers, and this is a kid who hasn't played in a little while after defecting from Cuba. A uh, lot of strikeouts, a uh, lot of swing and miss. Uh, what are some of the reports you're getting, and what are you hearing about uh, Pedro Leon so far? Uh, the main report is it's early. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, he obviously got off to, I think, a tremendous start in spring training. And we saw a lot of uh, very impressive talent there, especially in the batter's box, the approach. Uh, I, I don't want to skip past the fact that, that you know he also lost a year, just like everybody else. Right. And we've asked him to go straight into double A, which is a, a, a rare ask of, of players. And so some struggles like this are probably to be expected. Uh, the talent is still there. The approach is still there. We still have as much faith in him as, as we did. These are just kind of the natural growing pains of going from, you know, being in Cuba to signing to not having a season to all of a sudden being in double A. Like that, that's, that's a tough, tough schedule for anybody. And again, like you said, it's early, but also have to ask you about Jose Siri and what he's been able to do uh, with Sugarland so far. Eight games, hitting 436, three homers, 20 RBIs. He had a seven RBI game uh, on Friday uh, for Sugarland, and this is a guy who hasn't played in the big leagues, not on the 40-man roster, was a top prospect with the Reds at one time. I mean, yeah, it's early, but I mean, you see what he's done so far, and certainly you have to think, well, he might look good up here at some point. 
Look, he's had he has the athleticism. Yeah, we we knew that when we when we approached him and when we signed him, we knew the athleticism was there. It was just a question of can we unlock that potential and translate it into success on the baseball field. And he's certainly shown everything that we want to see from a results standpoint right now. Uh, he is continuing to work with our coaches, our hitting coaches down there, on developing some changes, you know, to his approach, to his swing that we think can can unlock this kind of potential. Um, but yeah, if we're if we're gonna say it's early when we've got a guy like Leon who's struggling we probably also ought to be responsible and say hey it's early uh when we have a guy who's lighting the world on fire but um you know we're certainly going to enjoy it while we can and obviously siri because you look at at least the upper levels of the organization are not too many guys who are we would consider necessarily true center fielders and i mean siri certainly what we saw in spring training in big league games he is a center fielder and has a chance to be above average defensively at the big league level yeah no question and and with a lot of these guys that you might have an opportunity to sign i think one of the things that was interesting and exciting about him was we have I think you can have a lot more faith in like your defense your read on a guy's defense you know mm-hmm. then then maybe you can on the hit tool in, in a lot of ways and so we we felt a lot more confident about our assessment of him as a defender than we did necessarily of of him as as a hitter and you know there's upside there where if he hits all of a sudden you've got a hitter who is also a plus defender whereas if it's on the flip side you got a guy who you think he's maybe not a very good defender if that guy hits you know he's a he's a hitter, but you might be leaving something on the field. And so again, that was part of the appeal of of Siri. And um, you know, hopefully, we can continue to keep this thing going and and see him up here soon. All right, James Click, Astros general manager, you're off the hot seat now. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. <laughs> All right, we'll be back with more of Astro Launch right after this. Subscribe to Astrocast. Joined by Justin Verlander, Lance McCullough, Michael Brantley. Tons of interviews. Alex Bregman, Carlos Correa. Follow your favorite team. We definitely love playing in front of our fans in Minute Four. The H. <laughs> Astrocast is poured for you by Carmock Brewing. Dusty, do you think you guys are going to have to put our cutie on the IL? Well, we'd have to put him on the I.L. in order to activate, uh, you know, a Noli, you know, or, or somebody uh, would have to go. So, yeah, we're going to have to put him on the I.L. He's on the I.L. as of uh, today, and we reinstated uh, a Noli this morning. How big is that for your bullpen to get a Noli back? Well, it's big. It's real big. I mean, it's a power arm, another power arm at the end of the, you know, the end of the rainbow, so to speak. And, uh, you know, I mean, he's a big part of this team. You know, I mean, it was it was huge getting scrubbed back. And, you know, he's available today. And, and it's even, you know, equal or bigger, you know, getting a Noli back. So now the back end of the bullpen, you know, we got some real power with Stanek and, um, <clears throat> Bray you and Scrub and now Paredes. And so, um, you know, this is what we were trying to hold on until we get, you know, our guys back. Do you guys have any clear idea how long Urquidy may be shelved or is it just kind of day by day? No, it's, it's not day by day. I mean, he's on a 10 day IL, so it's, it's at least 10 days, two weeks, because then he has to rebuild back up but he's he's doing great i mean he's working his, his butt off and he's supposed to maybe throw um you know early this week so uh i mean this guy's in great shape i mean he trains i mean he, he runs all the time so you know it, it'll be less than anticipated or less than some somebody else would would take 
Jake. Who's going to uh, take our kitty's place in the rotation next weekend? Well, nobody. I mean, yet, you know, I mean, you know, with the off days that we have, um, <clears throat> you know, we have somebody in mind. We just don't want to say uh, yet for sure because you don't know something else could transpire. So, um, you know, we got a couple guys um, in line for that. You'll probably start guessing here pretty soon. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, do you know uh, when Odorizzi, when and where Odorizzi is going to make his, his rehab start? Uh, he's actually making it tomorrow in Round Rock. Okay. Yeah. And I think Framber's today in Round Rock. So they're helping Round Rock attendance. You know what I mean? Chandler? Just to make sure I heard you right. You said Scrub is available today. He's okay. Yeah, yeah. He went out and rode the bike, <clears throat> and uh, and he threw some. So Scrub is available today. I mean, I prefer another eight innings or <laughs> out of uh, <clears throat> out of McCullers. And then that way, I mean, he'd have you know three days to make sure he's okay for Oakland. So. But we can't overlook these guys today. Looking, you know, to Oakland, we gotta we gotta beat these guys today and complete the sweep. We've been on the verge of sweeps, I don't know, three times, and uh, so you know we gotta complete it today. Uh, Callis. Hey Dusty, when you guys got to your threshold of eighty-five percent, does that change whether you need a taxi squad on your next road trip, or is it going to be a limited taxi squad? Yeah, that's a good question. It's going to be a limited taxi squad, actually. Well, um, you still need a taxi squad because if something happens, then you can't. It's a long ways to fly somebody from Texas to, to, to Oakland to get there in time. But, uh, you know, we get through Oakland, then it's a short drive or flight if we need somebody um, in, uh, in Dallas when we play the Texas Rangers. So it's going to be, you know, a limited squad, especially on position players. You know what I mean? So we'll probably take a catcher and and make sure we have enough pitching. Also, Dusty, uh, May 16th is the 49th anniversary of your first ever home run. You hit it just up the road at, at the Astrodome. Yeah. What do you recall? What do you recall about that home run? Well, first I recall that that that, that was the year of the strike. And uh, Hank Aaron had told me to <clears throat> come to the stadium and work out. So naturally I didn't and uh, <laughs> I didn't work out at all. And then they said, Hey, put them on. We're going to go to San Diego. So I went to San Diego with the team. And, you know, I think I was the last guy on the team. I thought I was. And then Atlanta got hurt. And, um, uh, and they said, Hey, grab your glove, go to center field and move Hank into the first base. And I got to hit my first time up. I saw, I don't need any practice. Then I went over like 19 with 15 strikeouts. And then Hank Aaron told me to get in that cage and hit till my hands bled. And then I got my next start, uh, you know, 49 years ago today, May 16th. And uh, that's my first start since I fell on my face. And uh, that's when I hit my home run off Jerry Royce, uh, one of my former teammates. And then I think that's why I probably hit pretty good in the dome the whole time because, you know, you always remember the place where you hit your first home run. And then Jerry Royce ended up being one of my favorite, you know, 
teammates. And, uh, you know, I always look forward to coming to Houston, actually, and see that year, my roommate, Ralph Gar, who's at the law of the games, he finished second in the league behind Billy Williams. And I finished third in the league that same year when I started out 0 for 19. And I, if I hadn't, if I had done what Hank Aaron had told me to do, then I might have won the batting title because I was trying to do like Al Kaline, you know, you know, win it as a kid. So, you know, that's what I remember about that home run. But I haven't seen it ever. Have you had the video? Um, We're looking for it. <laughs> well, you better look at the black and white archives, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know a lot of those games went on. Yeah, I like to see it myself because I – I've never seen it. You know what I mean? So, on uh, I know you're giving Jordan the day off today. Just a little sore. I know the thought was to maybe get him in there, get an outfield look at him in the outfield. Uh, not push back any thought that with the. Well, not sore. a look. I mean, it's it, it's not about a look. It's about you know him playing out there and and then giving Michael a day off out there because Michael's been running a lot and. <clears throat> And, uh, I mean, four days ago, I was going to play him out there for sure. Michael was on DH today, and then Yordan was going to play left. But, uh, you know, he he tweaked something in his leg, and it doesn't bother him to, to run straight or fast, but it bothers him, you know, for lateral movement. And that's what outfield is all about. So I decided that, you know, uh, it'd be best that we don't put him out there not for a look or for any reason. And then they give him, unless he's going to pinch it today for somebody. Uh, and then that gives him today and tomorrow and then half the day uh, on Tuesday to get, get treatment and get well. What's up, Anoli? Um, I don't think we've talked to you since you actually got hurt. What happened with your side and just what was your kind of rehab and building up like? I was in my right side. That don't let me finish the pitches. That was, I was hard. I can I can finish my pitch. So in that game, the last game that I pitched here, uh, when I tried to throw the breaking ball, I feel a lot on there. So I was in corporal, working hard on that in that side and focusing in everything on there. I think for that I have that success that I get there in the rehab, the time that I was there. Jake. And Oli, um, what exactly was the injury? Was it was it your core? Was it like what body part exactly? Uh, was oblique. Oblique. Okay. Yeah. And when you're throwing now, do you? I mean, how long did it take before you didn't feel anymore? Uh, while uh, you were like two to three weeks. That was uh, the time that I get to feel like 100% ready to do everything out of the field uh, and throw my breaking ball. We no problem. Uh, thank God I feel 100% right now. Chandler. Obviously, you got some good results when you were pitching in Corpus, but did, did your pitches feel good? Was your velocity where you wanted? And, and how did you feel overall after your outings in Corpus? Uh, it was good. Everything was good. My pitch was uh, – the breaking ball was good. Uh, so I take the control again to throw breaking ball in every account. So my fastball was there too, the velocity. So nothing to, to worry about. I, I feel ready 100% in everything, my pitch and, and my body. Jake. 
was when was the when you felt it when you injured it um at home was like the home opener i think uh was that the first time you'd ever felt the the injury uh no i i felt i felt before in like the last game in Oakland, but just a little bit i thought that was something normal because what was cool there so i thought maybe that was because it's it's cool and we was in florida you know it's a different weather but when i when i came when we came to houston that i started feeling again i just think i don't wanna i don't wanna keep pitching with that i don't wanna get that worse so i prefer to stop now and work on that and came back 100 percent ready do you think it impacted your command yeah because like i told you before when i trying to throw my breaking ball like with intensity i can't that don't let me finish the pitches and throw uh with like the movement that i how I move my body and everything like that, I think that that, that don't help me to, to do my job like uh, like I was last year. I already know you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so we got to talk about, I kind of mentioned this, Shane Reynolds superstitions. Okay. First pitch misses high and inside oh, nice. for a ball. <laughs> do you think there was anyone you played with who was more superstitious than you were? Oh, yeah. You were So you weren't even close to the well, – well, that, would, yeah. that, might be. that might have been one of the worst. Here comes the 1-0 to Abanez, and that's fouled back to the screen. So were these superstitions on the day you pitched, or was it throughout the week? Man, I was so bad I had them on the days I pitched and every other day. Every as You mean the day after your start? Every day. Every day. Yes, I had certain stuff I did. Here's a 1-1 to Abanez. Breaking ball low. Did he go around? He did not, says the first base umpire, Chris Guccione. So day you pitched, what was your routine? Find, find a Burger King. Burger King. I have to tell you the story of why Burger King, but it, you had to have Burger King. Well, that leads to more questions. The 2-1. <laughs> that is over the outside corner, 2-2. Two and two. What if, okay, so we'll get to why it had to be Burger King, but what if you were someplace like, I don't know, like Toronto, for example. Yeah. I guess the Astros didn't play there a whole lot when you were when you were coming up, or even Montreal. They did play in Montreal a lot. There's I'd imagine there's not a ton of Burger Kings there. 2-2, two, two, swing and a miss. Good cutter away from Abanez. He's down on strike. But, yeah, what if you were someplace where there wasn't a Burger King or it was, it was hard to find? Didn't matter. I, there were times that I'd spend $30 there and back in a cab for a $5 <laughs> hamburger. I kid you not. Did it for years. Really? I knew, Yeah, I knew where every Burger King was. I should have gotten a, some kind of contract or something with Burger King. I mean, you may after this. Well, I mean, I, I did then. I made it, you know, I yeah, had a pretty good year doing, you know, eating Burger King. And my uh, my wife, lovely wife, thank goodness she was so good. She started taking the kids, and, and they would go to Burger King on the days. <laughs> <laughs> it became a family outing. Yes. Jonah Heim, the batter, he singled his first time. Garcia's pitch, and he misses low for a ball. So uh, was it always the same order at Burger King? Same thing. Just a burger and Whopper. fries? A Whopper. Had to have a Whopper, fries, and a regular hamburger. So two burgers. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I was going to have to pitch. I had to have some energy. That's fair. Here's the 1-0 to Heim. 
And that is laced. And Altuve tries to play it on the short hop and short right, and it goes past him. That was a tough play for Jose. Will likely be a hit. Playing in short right and going to his left there. If he had come up with that, it would have been sensational. Yeah, that's an extremely tough play. And he would have, if he makes that play, it would have been very hard the way he was going to try to turn and make a throw. That's a good point. So, yeah, it is a hit for Heim. No surprise there. He's his second hit today. So one out and one on for Willie Calhoun. He's grounded out twice. All right, so why Burger King on the day, day you pitched? Okay, let's see the pitch here. <laughs> so you're learning, you know, not to talk during the pitch. All yeah. right. First pitch by Garcia, curveball. That's over four strike. All right, go ahead. 1994, early in the season, Pete Harnish uh, had to miss a start. Um, I had gotten up that day. I was in the bullpen um, in 94, mm -hmm. and we were in L.A. playing the Dodgers, and I had uh, went to Burger King. So, all right, let's let this pitch go, the 0-1. That is low for a ball. So, did you find out, like, the morning of? Uh, didn't know. See, that's, that, that was the deal. I had went to get a Burger King, didn't figure I'd pitch that day, being in the pen uh, uh. and being fairly young, so I ate Burger King. Didn't have, you know, that much money then, so it didn't get to eat really nice places. So many great restaurants in L.A. 1-1. That's hit foul and out of play off to the left. And young Shane Reynolds went to Burger King. <laughs> so I had Burger King. I get to the park, and I'm like, hey, you're starting today. What? Uh-huh. Well, I lost one, uh -huh. one to nothing to uh, Pedro Astacio, and I pitched, I think, seven innings and had a really good game. Uh, look even, up that box score. Go even on. though I lost... Uh-huh. Uh, I think I gave up two hits. One was a home run to Raul Mondesi. Oh, great hitter. Yeah, I had struck out, I don't know, seven, eight, or nine or something. So it was a good outing. The one-two to Calhoun. Change-up fades down and away, two and two. So, therefore, you know, there was the uh, Burger King. Uh, just found it May 11th, 1994. I hope I'm right about that. You give, give are me, one, me. yeah, one nothing Dodgers, one. Yeah, your line. Yep, it was against Pedro Estacio. He threw a shutout, a four-hit shutout. Here's the 2-2 to Calhoun. Swing and a miss. Got him on a high cutter. Oh, good pitch. Fifth strikeout for Garcia. Runner remains at first. But, yeah, you went seven, giving up a run, two hits, no walk, struck out eight. And pretty efficient, too. Seven innings and 78 pitches. Not bad. And, uh, yeah, Raul Mondesi homered off of you in the sixth inning. First pitch. Yep, first pitch. Curveball. Okay, that I can't. I don't know the <laughs> pitch, but, yes, I can see on looking at baseball reference it was the first pitch. I've got a story about that, too. Lasorda, <laughs> I found out later, Lasorda had uh, kind of told the guy something. Nick Solak, the batter. A triple and a run scored. He's also walked. First pitch, breaking ball strike. Go ahead. Lasorda had told him I, I, I was getting ahead in the count uh, by, you know, any pitch necessary, fastball, curveball, whatever, and then getting some strikeouts with a split finger. So he told him, he said, look, Go up there and hit the first pitch. Don't let him get ahead. And Mondesi hit a first pitch curveball for a home run. Mm. And lost one nothing. The 0-1. That is outside. And it's a ball and a strike. So after that, it was a Whopper and a hamburger before every start. Every one. From for, Burger King. For the next probably 10 years. Mm. So at the end of your career, you <laughs> stopped doing that. Yeah, when, when I retired. Oh, when, oh, so you did it. <laughs> the 1-1 one, one is a strike on the outside corner, and it's a 1-2 count. Yeah. 
yeah, I'm looking here. So, yeah, you were in the rotation after that start on May 11th. Like you said, you'd started that year in the pen in 94. And, yeah, you're in the rotation through the end of June after that start. One and two, the count to Solak. Four to one, Astros lead at top of the fifth. Garcia delivers. Breaking ball in the dirt, and it's a 2-2 count. And that is amazing. But there's a lot of guys that have superstitions. I mean, you may have a good game, go 4-4, four four, hit a home run, and they wear, they make sure the next game they wear the same sock on the right foot, same sock on the left foot, or uh -huh. a pair of shorts. Right. You know, uh, right. One, of, one of our Hall of Famers had a, a certain pair of shorts they wore. You could see through them. Because <laughs> they had worn them so much? Yes. <laughs> two and two to Solak, the pitch. It's low, full count. So you mean either Bagwell or Biggio? Yeah, but guess what? Yeah. They were Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. So those shorts worked, didn't they? They sure they did. They sure did. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad idea if it works. Uh, exactly. I hope, <laughs> hope they don't get mad at me. That's nothing bad. I mean, No, not at that all. That was great for them. But everybody on that field, whether they tell you the truth or not, have some superstitions. Runner will be going on 3-2, two, two outs. Payoff pitch. It's in the dirt. Ball four. So Solak reaches with the walk. Heim down to second. Two walks in the game for Garcia. Both of them have been to Solak. So you know, looking here at the games you pitched in 94, you threw a, a shutout with 11 strikeouts against Pittsburgh on July 23rd. So the Burger King must have been really good that day in Houston as now Brent Strom's going to go out to the mound and have a word with Garcia before Lowe stands in. Yeah, but that might have had a little bit to do with the Astrodome. The shutout you threw? Yeah, that place gives you so much confidence. Oh, I bet. And, and the Astros scored 11 runs, so that, that helped. Oh, yeah. You won 11-0. Brian Abreu starting to get ready in the pen. He just picked up a baseball. He's going to start throwing. 88 pitches for Garcia here in the fifth. Second visit to the mound for Stromies. Now Mark Wegner going to break it up. Yeah, I remember talking with John Smoltz, Hall of Famer, and he said that before every one of his starts, he had to have a big breakfast, and he would always have pancakes. And he said he would, uh, he would if he was on the road, he would go out and, and, and get them, but he said when he got home, he got to the point, he, he, he says he makes really good pancakes, and so he would just make them the day of his start. It makes sense, though, that you'd want to have something pretty substantial that sticks to your ribs, right? Well... Yes and no, but, I mean, I don't know if a Whopper was probably the best thing you should eat before pitching. <laughs> I tell you what, though, it was good, and it's still my favorite hamburger. So you still go to Burger King? I still like a Whopper. All right. Heim at second, Solak at first, Astros lead 4-1. to one. Lowe represents the tying run. He had a sack fly in the first and bounced into a double play in the third. No one has scored in this game since the first inning. Pitch by Garcia. And that misses outside a changeup for ball one. Yeah, you won 114 games. I'd say the Whopper worked for you, even if maybe it was unconventional. <laughs> Through nearly 1,800 innings in the big leagues. Now, the kids out there may not want to try the same thing, but work for Shane Reynolds. The 1-0. Swing and a miss. Stayed with the changeup. Threw a really good one. And it's a 1-1 count to low. 
that should tell you exactly how powerful the mental part of this game is. Just thinking that Burger King, you know, was working for me. Thinking those positive thoughts. Exactly. You want to hear this ridiculous question we got on Twitter, Robert? Sure. The following is a production of Great News. Astros Radio turned my wife into a fan. Steve Sparks, Robert Ford. She doesn't really like baseball. Should I keep her? That is crazy. No, don't keep her. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks. That's ridiculous. Fielding your baseball questions. Dump her. The opinions of Steve Sparks do not reflect the opinions of the Houston Astros Radio Network. The Houston Astros. Doesn't like baseball. That's silly. Radio Network.